0: From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fires from freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? Welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast powered by, of course, Trailblazer Firearms, September. 22nd 2022 so welcome for all those that are just now kicking it on in replay world that be audio or video thanks for listening remember you can always participate down in the comments below even if it is after the fact we do want to hear from you so utilize those comments for everybody else that may be filing in live welcome and remember that's one of the perks of coming and joining us live as we record these podcasts you can ask questions of myself or the guests carry on the conversation internally in the live chat with others and just have a lot of fun so take advantage of that any chance that you get uh as uh, always streaming down below we've got to take a moment and give a big shout out and thanks to those patreon patrons as well as those youtube channel members who month in and month out just keep things rocking the channel. Also, big thanks to those that Super Chat. Those that Super Thanks, by the way, we will call out Super Chats if they are dropped during this. uh, And also those at ShopCloverTac.com slash shop. I've got to do a little bit of a restock over there in the store. There may be some patches, some stickers, some things that show out of stock, but they're not. I do have some. I just haven't updated the quantity, so be looking for that soon if you want to check out some of the cool gear. Uh, As always, want to say that we are proud to be a member of the Firearms Radio Network, just one of the many awesome podcasts that you can find over there at firearmsradio.net. And so with that said, that was actually pretty timely done we'll bring in the uh, guest for the hour or so here she fires is in the house how are you girl
1: oh hello i'm doing so well thank you for having me i'm excited for our conversation today
0: you bet so i want to i want to kick things off just uh tell everybody out there just start off talk about you i mean i'm curious and we'll we'll probably go down some rabbit holes uh, as it pertains to your your life your firearms journey your channel All of that kind of stuff hopefully we get some engagement some questions from the audience but kind of start us out on on your background i'm curious to know when did you get into the uh the whole firearm thing
1: yeah for sure i first like to say i'm wearing green in honor of our live, you know our conversation today
0: (laughs) nice nice
1: um i started i you know i think like many people well not many people but I, i think i started kind of um going out to the, sh- the range and shooting for fun. Mm-hmm. And that was about 2014. So I'm fairly a new um, gun owner. Okay. I started yeah. shooting and I said, after a while, I was like, I think I might like to do this and take it seriously. At the time, I did not have my concealment, conceal carry permit. Um, I'm in Florida. So, you know, we have um, a comfortable state where we can shoot freely and hopefully a-
0: hopefully you guys get on that constitutional carry list here soon. Yes. Yeah, y'all yeah. are getting, y'all are close. You're getting there. We're,
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I love being in Florida for, for that reason along with the beaches and all those beautiful things, but having that comfort, um, that I might not restricted in that way. Hey there, <laughs> um, I'm able to, uh, you know, self def- have self-defense, um, protection, uh-huh. um, and me being a single parent, I'm, I'm a divorced mom. So when I started shooting, I was shooting for fun, but then I said, you know, I want to take it seriously because I'm now, you know, at the time I was was I was going through a divorce.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna be
1: head of the household now. And so I need to take my self-defense more seriously. Um, and be a, a positive example for my, my my daughters, too. Like, you have to be responsible. You have to have situational awareness. Don't just go out. You know, the, these, these teenagers now, too, they want to be on their phone and they're not paying yep. attention to their surroundings. Um, yep. I'm telling them every day different stories, different situations that go on so that they are mindful that you think you're in a safe neighborhood, nothing safe. You think even inside your home that you're safe. You know, you can take all the necessary precautions, but nothing's 100% foolproof. And it, they'll tell you. I send them videos and articles about things that happen to right. regular people. Every um, day. And so, I wanted to take it seriously. I wanted them to know that when they're ready um, to, you know, take take those steps to also have um, their permit and then and carry. Uh-huh. So. I have to set a positive example that means by doing not just saying
0: right now you know one of the things that i've seen i've seen on your your community feed on youtube uh is that you know you you brought up situational awareness which is awesome but you do a lot of other training besides and and things like that and preparedness i would say besides the firearm thing so where you're Mm -hmm. talking about health related things uh, physical mental health Mm-hmm. those those avenues which i think is i think is pretty cool i mean it's kind of hard to um defend yourself too if you weigh 800 pounds and can't get around and wrestle and potentially do what you need to do right <laughs> to maneuver yeah. or get away right you're right uh, i i go back to the rules of zombie land if you've ever watched that movie at rule yes. cardio cardio right cardio yeah <laughs> Rule number one, cardio. And he said it's the so first true. ones to go were the fatties. But, yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, you don't have to be at the peak, I don't think, of your physical fitness. But yeah. um, I think it, it does play a role in it. It does help.
1: I think as I've gotten older too, I'm, I'm more mindful of a, about my health, what I eat, and things like that, and making sure I'm taking care of myself so I'm not tired and so I can be focused. So, trying to do those things that we're usually we usually feel guilty about, like I'm going to go get a massage, you know, I'm going to have a, a, a Zen day right. because it makes me feel comfortable and it makes me relaxed and I can pay attention and not stress. I think right. when you're In a stressful situation, you don't have all your wits about you um, and you might not be on guard as you should. And so I focus on that. And then I also, yes, I think you alluded to the martial arts. Um, My channel is not all about self-defense with the weapon. It's you are your weapon. You are the weapon. Um, So I'm on track to get my black belt. Um, I'm barely, you know, I'm, I'm a shorty, I'm barely five feet tall, so I don't want someone to see me or they can see me. They can try, right. As a soft <laughs> <Right>. target. <laughs> right.
0: right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they can
1: try. Um, but I, I want to be able to def- defend myself to the best of my
0: ability. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, that makes sense. You know, you were talking about, you know, you started for fun. Walk us yes. through a little bit about what that was like. I mean, did you, were you brought up around firearms at all? Did that lead into the fun or how did the whole i started out that's kind of weird that you I say i started out fun most mm-hmm. i think especially over the last couple of years with the the summer of love and all the other things that the, that the country's been through most of the fire owners that's came on have came on out of out of fear out of right. A, angst right they wanted wanting to protect themselves So here's somebody say i started because it was fun it's like okay hold on time out We got to dissect that. So what was that like? (laughs) Well,
1: for fun, I like the bang. I like having something that was in my hand that I had control over and I respected and um, took very seriously, but that I can control it. And I, you know. I wanted to get more proficient in it. And, and so I said, okay, I'm going to take you seriously. So that means I'm going to go get my concealed carry. I'm going to start getting the training for, um, you know, pistol training. Um, and that's what I started doing and I'm falling more and more into it. Um, I didn't say at the beginning, at the, actually in the beginning, I said I would not be interested in being an instructor, but now as I do it more, I want to, because I want to be, A positive example. There's not a lot of people who look like me. And I want them to say, oh, if she can do it, I shouldn't be, maybe I'll try. And not to be an instructor, but just she carries a weapon and she feels safe um, and she looks like me, you know? And she looks like a regular person. She's not in law enforcement. She's not a military professional. You know, she's not like a vigilante. She's a regular person. So I want it to be. I might be a vigilante, but um, I want to be a positive role model.
0: So, with the what was the first firearm that you got? I mean, what what is it that excited you to the point of, hey, I'm going to go do this and have fun?
1: I first shot out on an open range in Ohio, um, actually, was someone's private property. And okay. so it was the most liberating experience right. you know when you're shooting indoor it's you, you have an hour you got to go in, do what you got to do and get out right. but that it was I, there were different guns I don't even know what kind of guns I was shooting it was short it's small big just, everything
0: right right and that's what's that's what is good about private events and private land and private mm. things I think you're right I mean you talked about the zen and and about trying to shed some of the the anxiety or the nervousness and stuff like that. And when you can get into a private setting where you're not bound by time, you're not bound by just a ton of range rules, right? Really the only thing you do is got to follow the, what I call the three rules of gun safety, which is muzzle action trigger. As long as you do that, you're good. Uh, And everybody just, just has fun, brings out different firearms that people can shoot. And it's kind of informal in a way. I think that's a, I think that's a great, I think it's a great way to introduce people because it's just a lot more laid back and comfortable.
1: I agree. And I think that's why I fell into it so easily because the introduction was comfortable. And I said, okay, now when I go home, I want to go to the range and practice. I was actually using someone else's weapon in the beginning. I didn't get my first, my first weapon, um, until 2020. So all that time I was shooting someone else's, um, Okay, and so the first one I got, I went into the range cause I was shooting different ones. It's okay. I want to go in and get an MMP shield, you know, mm. For me, it's good. I've got, you know, my hands are small. It doesn't look like it on camera, but yeah. You know. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but they didn't have the MMP shield, so the um, salesperson suggested, "Hey, why don't you take a look at the Sig?" And at that time, they were running a special where you can get the Sig P365 as a tack pack with a, you know, bunch of stuff. It's like perfect. Give me, give me all of that. Um, right. So that made it really easy. Um, but then I had to, okay, I need. What do I need now? Um, hmm what I need. I had no, I I had no clue. Um, Ammo and targets and all those things. I knew I wanted to go to the range, but I was, you know, at the, I was going with a friend. um, But then when that friendship ended, I was kind of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I have to take the lead on this.
0: Right. And I think also uh, not just what do I need in the sense of, when we're talking about a new owner, Mm -hmm. not what I need in sense of the gear. Right. And things like that but Mm -hmm. what are the laws? What are the regulations? What, where can I go? Where can't I go? How do I transport it? Right. There's, I think there's certain questions like that that come up as well. I get asked all the time here in Texas for some, they people seem to think that there's a registry, right. That's like, Oh, I want to go buy a gun. How do I register it? And all this. I'm like, folks, you live in Texas. If you want to go buy a gun, you just go buy a gun. It's that, it's that simple. Yeah, with
1: Florida, too, a lot of folks are like, OK, well, what do I do? I knew I wanted to get my concealed carry permit first. That's what I did before I even purchased a weapon um, because I want to, you know, follow the the follow the right way to do it. It just made me feel more comfortable if I ever got stopped or anything funny like that, although I live in Florida, I know, but I just wanted yep. to have it. It made me feel yep. comfortable <laughs> rather than waiting three days. I think you have to there's a waiting period. You can purchase it, but you have to like wait so many days. Right, um, and so once I got that permit, I was like, "I'm going immediately." I went to pick up my weapon, um, and it was the same place that also had a range. So I went to practice.
0: Nice. Um, let's go through out here. We had a comment looking for it from Clean uh, Hornet up here. So I purchased the gun for protection. Became fascinated, and now I'll watch as many videos as possible watch the right videos, that's the key. (laughs) Uh, Says uh, that's how how I found Sheep Fires. Now I have two guns and looking for one more. Um, How many guns should somebody own? That's a trick question because there's no Mm -hmm. There's no all of them, right? Would be the answer. I know
1: whatever you want to do. <laughs> I I just had this conversation with a friend of mine too. It's like, okay, I'm done for a little bit. I'm done until Christmas time. Okay, I'm gonna buy myself a a gun at Christmas, and I already have my eyes set on something, and it's not mm-hmm. even October.
0: Right. So yeah. You know, it's, no, totally. <laughs> it's an. The- I. Yeah, and I for I have always approached it from. Of course, you're talking about a lifelong firearm owner, so a little bit different. Right. Right. But I've always approached it from a very opportunistic standpoint. I realize this this is where you get into the, the multiple facets of firearm ownership, I mm-hmm. think. Right. Um, you started out fun. You went to the self-defense. A lot of people are just the opposite. They start out with, oh, I'm getting this for defense. They figure out it's fun to go to the range. Um, right. You've got shooting sports. You've got hunting. You've got self-defense and training classes. You've got all of these different aspects, moving parts and pieces. Um, and for me, um, uh, it comes down to always realizing that there's value in a firearm. Yes. Like a, a firearm is one of them things that if you buy it at the right price, <laughs> you could always get your money back. And that might not be true. You might lose 20 or 30 bucks or something, maybe, uh, but if you buy it right. right. So I've always been a really opportunistic buyer rather than the newest, shiniest trinket sort of thing. Yes. Um, or, you know, especially if something rare comes up, something on the more collectible side that's unique. I like the unique. I like the opportunity to get something at a really good price. Okay. Um, I'm kind of like the American Pickers or the Treasure Hunter or something, right? When I go to those gun shows and stuff like that. So a little different, um, little different yes. situation. But either way, it you're right. It's addicting. It's like I get this one, and then now I've got to have this one. And oh, there's this new caliber. I didn't know that the they made this in this certain caliber, and it just gets crazy at some point.
1: It's good and it's bad. It's like ah, uh, and then you know, if you have friends who are also interested in firearms, they get you excited. It's like yeah, I just picked up one, and <laughs> I'm like dang it, I want one now, <laughs> uh-huh. which happens a lot. And I think what you were saying, you know, being a life, you being a lifelong gun owner, operator, it's just different. Like I'm new. So I don't know, you know, when you you go to the antique places and you know how to clean it properly. And if you go pick up one that was previously owned, I'm always typically going to buy new just because it's coming right from the box and it's not been touched before. I feel less anxious about it.
0: Right. Uh, and that's a valid point. I've seen, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a trustworthy, reliable gun shop that has, that also does gunsmithing. And I'm talking actual guns, putting us, mounting a scope or a <laughs> laser or something. I'm sorry. That's not gunsmithing. I that know you might think it is. I'm talking actual gunsmithing. They fit barrels. They, you know, thread barrels. They have all the machinery and do all that. That's gunsmithing. If you have a gun shop that does actual gunsmithing, mm-hmm. um, most small mom and pop gun shop slash gunsmith places, right. you can pretty much trust a used one. Um, Where you get into sometimes the the snag, I think with the, uh, with the used ones, number one is pawn shops. The vast majority <laughs> of pawn shops that sell firearms, they don't do any gunsmithing. <laughs> they take a one in and they assume that it works. They may take it out on some land later, run around or two through it and go, Oh, it works. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> right. right. Um, and they may have somebody on staff that usually that works the gun counter that may, they may clean it up or something like that. Um, but they haven't really checked it out properly.
1: Mm-hmm. And so. And what does it look like? Yeah. What, right. What and so, do?
0: yeah, that's one of the big things that I, I tell folks, especially new gun owners. I'm like, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with used because here's the thing we've got. There's a lot of opportunity in the used market. First of all, to get a deal. But right. you've got to realize that out of the millions of new firearm owners we've had over the course of the last couple of years, how many of those are going to figure out that this is not for me? Right. Mm-hmm. I bought this in a panic because there was a riot or there was something going on. Right. And now it's been a year. It's sitting in that drawer. It's sitting in the safe. And and again, it's got value. I can take it down to the pawn shop and <laughs> get rid of it or whatever. And there's right. nothing wrong with it. It's never been fired very much if at all um and so there are some is some opportunity there i just think that you have to trust who you're who you're buying it from is is the biggest thing and like i said i i I love my pawn shop owners out there that are friends i've got several um Mm -hmm. but they're not all created equal (laughs) so you got to be careful with that for sure
1: absolutely absolutely and um i've run across some pawn shops and i like going in there just to see and explore like cool thing you know i'll go and look and see but i've not Mm -hmm. pulled the trigger and purchasing from a pawn shop, but I think for new gun owners, I always encourage them to go to the range. And if they have rentals, do that. That is the Mm -hmm. best way. That way you won't have buyer's remorse, you know?
0: Well, you know what? I say that you could have buyer's remorse (laughs) months after you buy something. I mean, that can, that can happen. You You know, you could be like, well, this was good for a little while. right. But then it's like, eh, I've, I've realized that, you know, it's not good for this, this, and this, right? Um, that's Santee why you have there,
1: to qualify.
0: That's true. Uh, Santi out there says, uh, that would be a great show. Clover and She Fires on an American Pickers type episode for firearms. I would watch it for sure. Uh, that's a whole new channel. We'll have to think about, about starting mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Trash Cat Waves says, Bud's Gun Shop. Now, I bought quite a few from Bud's Gun Shop. I will caveat Bud's gun shop by saying I've had two instances with Bud's gun shop where I've got stuck with something that wasn't as it's advertised. So if you buy from Bud's gun shop, the pictures that they have up are not always the picture of what you're going to get. Sometimes that's they it's off kilter. So before you fill out the form at your local dealer to pick it up and all that good stuff, look at it, make sure (laughs) and have them send it back. If it's, if it's not, but I bought, I bought two that the, let's just say the features on them wasn't as advertised in the, in the, uh, in the listing or in the picture. So, uh, and I'd already filled out the paperwork and got it home. And Mm -hmm. then I realized, oh, oh crap, this isn't what it's close, right? It was close, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted. But what Uh, happens,
1: what happens in those situations? What do you, what do you do?
0: I just kept it and dealt with it, to be honest with you, is what I did. but. I, you would have to try to flip it on the secondary market at that point,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, because you're not going to be able to send it back to buds and get your get your money back. The only way to do that would be to refuse it at the dealer and then have the dealer return it.
1: Right. I've never done that before either. That's, yeah. that's an yeah. option as well. Like, oh, I, I, what about buyers remorse? Once it arrived. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Once. Um, yeah, you could. You could. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Once you fill out the problem is. You pay for it at a time, right? So they got your money regardless. They do. Um, But, and they they will likely charge you a restocking fee of 10 or 15% or something, right? Even if it gets sent back. But as long as you don't fill out, the 4473 is a transfer between that dealer to you, right? So as long as you don't fill out that 4473, technically you haven't taken possession of the firearm yet. Great. And then so you can refuse it and the dealer can take it back. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying buds are crooks or anything like that. They have thousands and thousands of guns on the website. There's bound to be a picture or a description or something that gets wonky every now and then. <laughs> but I just say I've had two instances where I've been really unlucky with that. Right. Uh, and in one case, the grips were wrong. Uh, it was a different style of grip on there, which I, I don't like or don't prefer. And then, and there's no way to change that style grip, right? I'm not talking about it had orange grips and I wanted blue or <laughs> crazy like that. The actual sure. frame was cut for a certain style of grips. What I'm saying. Uh, and then the the other one, it had a rail mm-hmm. um, on it and the picture and all that didn't show a rail and I didn't want a rail. Um, oh. And so I'm <laughs> not a big, I'm not a big, huge fan of, of rails on handguns, but Um, that's just, that's just me.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, two out of like 5,000 that you probably have is not too bad.
0: No, um, no, it's not, it's not. And it (laughs) it could be worse at the end of the day. It could be worse.
1: No, no. I'm trying to
0: think do I still even own both of those. I'm pretty sure I do still own both. I know for a fact I own one. The other one, I'm not sure. I don't know if I've sold it or not, but, um, yeah, talking about the, uh, uh talking about the just learning about the history that's one thing being a lifelong firearm owner right and on saturdays myself tony simon i mean we hang out over there on the gun websites channel and do ask gun questions and mm-hmm. one of the great things that i like about all of that um is it's not not that not that i think i feel superior or anything like that um because of my experience and everything else and what i know Right. But it's cool to talk to the new firearm owners like yourself and many that are out there that don't know all those things. Right. Yeah. And you guys are figuring it out and you you, you say certain things and it it, it, tick, it, it tickles me because <laughs> and I'm not picking on you specifically, but new firearm owners say things and I'm like, well, duh, I've known that for, you know, I know. for many, many years. I'm glad you figured it out because, you know, um, so it, it it's fun it really that is it's it's fun hilarious.
1: that's exactly yeah. why i mean that is exactly kind of why i have this channel because there's so many things that she, that seasoned gun owners already know and as i'm learning those things along the way i won't say those things things along the way i'm just trying to <laughs> share it with others right because it's yep. it's in like an abyss honestly
0: um, but yeah, back to what, what Santee was saying out there about the the American Pickers show. So I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to throw it out there. I know Santee has been up that way. Um, every April and every November in okay. Tulsa, Oklahoma, is the Wanamakers Tulsa Arms show.
1: Yes.
0: It is the largest gun show in the world. Um, if you want a literal crash course with as many <laughs> things as around there, and Santee will, will chime in out there in the chat and tell you for sure. Um Oh my God! Pretty much any firearm you could ever imagine or dream that. of, it's in that building somewhere, right? And most of the time, the people there at those tables, they're willing to talk about it. Uh, so there's a lot of knowledge and a lot of cool things you can see there. And I highly recommend not just for you, but anybody that might be listening. I talk about the the Tulsa show all the time. Yeah. I think I've been I think I've been twice a year every year since 2017 or something. Um, it's it's two days that. Is is just amazing, and I think especially for a new firearm owner. Yes. Because, you know, your local gun show. I'm sure you've been to some local gun shows, right?
1: A lot. Yes. Several. Yeah. Um, Amplified. I saw. They
0: will. They will. You'll never be the same after that.
1: Tenfold.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. As a new firearm owner, you walk into a local gun show, and you're a little bit nervous. You're a little bit anxious. Right. Uh, Maybe. Can I tell Uh, you about
1: my first time? When when Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: go fi- please finish your sentence.
0: I, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say it and, and it's imagine going to the largest one in the world It's <laughs> like being nervous at the local like show this. is over. It's over after that. You're like, oh, this is nothing. It, it ruined me. And there's some I go to some pretty big ones every now and then locally yeah. um, for little local shows. And it completely ruined me the first time I went there. I was like, it's nothing these like other it. shows are like garage sales or yard sales <laughs> compared to. It's it's like it's scope. It's just crazy. But yeah, your experience with the the very first show. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. So the very first one here in um I'm in the Tampa Bay Area. I thought that okay, I, I try to do all my homework in advance and look at previous pictures and, and videos just to see what I was walking into because it is a little bit intimidating because there's all these booths and you just want to go in there and and blend in you don't want to look like the deer in the head like oh my gosh you know and i did i did do that but i was trying to fit in so i went in there like i was like part of the a-team um because i thought that you had to dress a certain way and I went in there and there were kids in there, there were mm-hmm. strollers, there were people in flip flops and just, and like they just <laughs> right. came out from the beach. They probably did like all walks of life, all shapes, sizes, colors of, of everything. And I was like, oh my God, I felt out of place because I just was trying to fit in.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. right. right. So the
1: next one I, you know, and all the, oh, the subsequent ones, I was a regular Everyday kind of gal going in there, Um, but it's intimidating the very first time. And you can always kind of spot people who are kind of new, and I like kind of not you know pseudo new. um, Seeing that people asking questions, like I overhear conversations, I'm like, oh, okay, I know that now. When when that light bulb goes off, when I hear new people that are like coming, you know, behind me, like wow, I know that already. It makes me proud of myself.
0: (laughs) Right. Um. They got OG OG take out there. He says, uh, he says, he said, uh, you and Clover should come up to Fort Worth for the USCCA convention. Uh, yeah, that's the first or second weekend in, in November. Uh, sadly, Tank, I'm not going to do it. They screwed up and they put USCCA this year, the same weekend as the Tulsa show. Wow. And so if I have a, being super FUD and king FUD over here, you know You know what I'm going to say. If I have the choice of going to a concealed carry expo or the largest gun show in the world with all kinds of stuff, where do you think I'm going? Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to rule it out. But, yeah, it's, it's a pretty neat show if you've never been to that one. Yes. Um, I, that. I want to. It's a, it's a pretty neat one to make. Yeah. It's not that big um which means you can probably handle it in a day if if, if that's all you can swing right is a day mm-hmm. um and if you are more centric around the home defense the concealed carry right. uh like there's no long shotguns there's no long rifles there's none of that there it's all okay. literal mostly handgun mostly smaller handgun yes. i think that i think maybe they have some of the shockwaves you know or or maybe something like that, and that's okay. the extent of it. It is absolutely there's no hunting stuff or anything like that. Um, Very
1: narrow, yes.
0: M. M- Gabriel said, "Where or is she from? From Florida, Florida." Um, I'm actually
1: from Philadelphia. I'm a Philadelphia oh from
0: Philadelphia. Okay, New you're there, a transplant. I
1: live in Florida. Yeah, I moved here from the DMV, Virginia, but I've been hopping around. M. Gabriel, I've been hopping around, but I'm in <laughs> Florida
0: now. <laughs> right. Let's uh, see what we've got. If we've got out there in the uh, in the chat, since we're moving along here. Now, you said the other day. Throw some questions if y'all have them out there. I'll try to flag them and, and get to them. But you said the other day. Who was I talking to or talking with? I don't even remember. I think it was yesterday when I had Brown on with with Umarex. You were saying that you wanted to get into some archery. You should get into some archery. You need to make that happen.
1: I do. I do. And, you know, I, I just feel with self-defense and just being prepared. You never know if there might be a zombie apocalypse where World World Z is my favorite movie, you know, you <laughs> right. never know if pop, you know, happen. So I said, right. I want to try as much as I can, um, all the different types of weapons that are out there. So archery wow. is definitely on the hit list and being in Florida, you know, we can do it all year round. Oh yeah. So yes, yeah. I just have not pursued it yet. Um, yeah,
0: there's there's just so much you could do with archery. I mean, from the gamut of the equipment that you can run. I mean, you can go just bare basic, like almost like the Indians, you know, all the way up to, to the more modern stuff. Um, and there's usually yeah. archery clubs, tournaments, a lot of things like that around as well. So, uh, yeah, oh, highly true. recommend, highly recommend looking into that. Uh, yeah, let's, is- let me yeah.
1: Yeah. Go, ahead. go ahead.
0: Go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say that the, the crossbow I've been I've been exploring and poking around and I do have my <laughs> eyes set on the, a, a place that does training for archery. So you you may see that in a future video here soon, just kind of showing that other things that you can do with uh, self-defense, because I I, I want to talk about firearms because I think that's most important for, you know, to just get people more comfortable with it. But right. until they get to that place, showing them different things that they can do. You know, I have a tactical pen that I keep in my purse and right. um, a, a folding blade and pepper spray. You know, we've got Florida Panthers here. We've got crazy, we've got wild animals and wild people. So if, I don't want to hurt them, <laughs> but I want to disable them.
0: Um. Yeah, the wild animals, I'm okay with,
1: <laughs> wild I'm animals okay with the wild people. <laughs>
0: I'm okay with shooting a a pig in the face. I'm okay with that. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so let's take a break real quick. We'll come back. We've got um, Mr. Roboto out there. Gonna, I'm going to use that and send us down a, uh, a little different path. Real quick, though, talk about Trailblazer Firearms. We're a little bit late doing it today. But if you don't know about them, go check them out, Trailblazer Firearms. They're doing stuff right here in the U.S., truly innovative stuff. From the life card, the little life card handgun and 22 long rifle, 22 magnum to the hopefully, I keep saying this on these podcasts, hopefully soon to be released, um, pivot nine millimeter carbine. And that thing is awesome. Uh, I was lucky enough to be the first one outside of the factory to uh, be able to shoot their, what is it, the pre production model, I guess you could say. Uh, And it's really cool. Uh, But they've really cut their teeth on the innovation, right? When you've got a little 22 long rifle, 22 Magnum handgun, sure. the size literally of a credit card. Well, that's ground that's groundbreaking to get anything into that package and make it reliably work. And then again, the pivot folds and flips and locks and collapses and does all kinds of cool things. So check all of that stuff out over with uh, Trailblazer Farms. If you do decide to pull, yes, the pun is intended, pull the trigger on that live card, you can save 10% with, of course, clover tax. So let me get off here. And I want to I want to before I get to uh Mr. Roboto's question out there cuz it's kind of a three-parter. He he ghosted me here with the question. Um <laughs> you talked about you know, getting into the firearms on the fun side of things. Uh you talked about moving into the self defense. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When did the second amendment? When did pro firearm rights come into play. Are you even fully do you think you're even fully there yet?
1: You know, I try to stay out of the political side of mm-hmm. that. I want to not um, I because I'm a new gun owner, I want to focus on folks who are like me who all I care about is defending myself and defending my family and whatever and whoever supports that, that is what I'm going after. So, you know, Florida and policies and laws and things that are going on right now, um, I am paying attention and mm-hmm. my, you know, hopefully my, my, my vote will count and it will support uh, second amendment activities. Um, right. And I just cut it there because right. I do don't want there's plenty of other platforms that, that talk about all those things. I don't want to discourage anyone from walking yeah. the, down the self-defense path.
0: I get you, and and I agree, and I think there's a lot of people that that agree with that. It, it's it shouldn't be political, and it certainly should not be partisan. And I think that's one of the one of the biggest exactly. things. Well, um, I and I don't like I don't like going down the road, and I didn't bring it up for the sake of who did you vote for, what political party. I could care less about all that. Uh, but we do have a a right that yes. is constitutionally protected, right? Yes. And that should know no bounds of political party or anything else, right? Um, and so, from that that standpoint, I, I think that I think some things click for new for new firearm owners. Eventually, exactly. I, I think you're right. I think the progression that you went through the last couple of years aside, because I think the last couple of years was kind of an anomaly with things going on in the world: the pandemic, right. the summer love, all this other stuff. Um, and typically, people come to firearms through fun and then graduate, I think they go on the journey. I think you're right. I think you've got a lot of similarities with other people. Uh, and then they go on that journey. And and typically somewhere on the backside of the, the self-defense awareness aspect of yes. it, it's when they start getting into an alien, the inalienable rights and the constitutional protections, when they hear politicians say silly things like, we're going to take those away or ban these. And exactly. you're like, wait a minute. If you do that, what am I going to use to protect myself with?
1: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't focus on that, honestly, before I started on this journey. It was not a highlight or major issue at the time, but as I go along and I care about and I've took ownership of my self-defense, mm-hmm. um, did I my ears perk up and, right. and continue to perk <laughs> right. when I hear right. things that just rub me the wrong way? Yeah, so like- what did he say? Evolution. Yeah. I'm like, what did he say? Yeah. And so I think I've become yeah. more, you know, behind the scenes, more observant and I pay attention more than I ever have before. Yeah. And I would hope, I mean, I'm not, you know, abnormal with that.
0: I, I don't think, I think you're in the majority. I think you are. Um, you know, people often on the two day side of things you've got those that are what I call activists, right? Uh-huh. Um, you're talking about the Moshe the Kevin Dixies, the Tony Simons, um, the uh, Charlie Cooks, the, give me some other people out there. There's tons of them. The women of the DC project, the Chris Changs, right. the, you've got these people that are hardened to a activist, right? Yes. Then you got people, I put myself more in maybe an advocate category. Yes. Um, And then I think you have people that are just 2A supporters and they kind of fall into the camp. I think where you're explaining, it's like Mm -hmm. they're aware, they're paying attention and they're going to vote and they're going to do things behind the scenes. But they're not necessarily going to be as vocal as the advocate or certainly as the as the activist. Um, And with people's jobs, with their lifestyle, with where they live, there's a lot of factors that go into whether or not people can take that risk nowadays, unfortunately, right. Yeah. With how, how vocal they are with things. So it's totally understandable.
1: Um, and I think, I hope that I'm leaning more towards like the, the the advocate because I am doing things and I may not be vocalizing it, mm-hmm. but just being active in showing that this is important and, you know, do this for yourself, do it for your family, do it for your community and and be, you know, more responsible um for what happens to you right um, and that's i mean that's pretty much it <laughs> it's very simple
0: so we've got uh get this one from mr roboto this is kind of what started us down at 2 day rabbit hole a little bit <laughs> So uh, says uh are new gun owners buying ars and ak carbines and rifles or even ar pistols uh, in light of the upcoming atf actions um so, do you think that that what the ATF may or may not do is what is pushing the sale on those things, or do you think that it's just other thing combination of other things going on in the world?
1: I think it's a, I mean, it could be a combination, but um, for even women coming into this space, you know, I. I'm from, you know, I mentioned earlier, I'm from from Philadelphia, and there was that video, I don't know if you saw, very disturbing of that lady being assaulted on the train, and no one did anything. Right. And so with things like that, that enrages me. And, you know, if she had some form of a weapon, she could have defended herself, because who's going to come and help you? Do not expect anyone to do that. Right. and so those types of things happening in the news i think that has helped elevate the the sale of you know purchases um the you know i don't know if women and other folks are looking to the ar you know the the rifles for mm-hmm. self defense as a first weapon um in my opinion i think they're looking at like having a handgun um right i've already purchased those things I, that was just part of something I wanted to have, you know, rifle, handguns and shotgun, um, just to have it as a base. And then anything else was just gravy. Um, uh-huh. So I I see that as uh, also something that people should have, not just handguns, plural, but, you know, the rifles as well. It's not one or the other.
0: hmm. Uh-huh. And I think it's what you. I think it's what you're comfortable with, and I think it's a progression. Because here's the here's the problem. I've been through a bunch of cycles. The whole idea of hurry up and get these. The government's going to ban them. I've been oh. through a bunch of those. I've been through a bunch of those cycles. Right. A bunch of those cycles. Sure. What happens is you get people that will buy them more often than not. The government yeah. doesn't doesn't ban them. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, it happened in '94. But since then, um, Mm -hmm. that was that was extremely toxic getting onto the political just for a second. That was an extremely toxic situation for politicians, and they realized it really quick after they'd done it. There was a reason that the Republicans took the House for the first time in umpteen jillion years Mm -hmm. um, after the 94 AWB. There was a couple of things, but. One of them big biggies was the AWB, right? Okay. And so that's why they toy around. They'll say it for talking points or for the news or for people re-election. Excited. Yeah. But it's like when it comes down to it, right, it's like, are it's they good. really are they really committed? And so you get people that hear this and the, the people they view as the big time firearm owners in the community. Oh, you better go get these. You're, they're going to ban them. Right. And they, they run out and get them and then things don't get banned, right? And then they've got something that they didn't really want. Yeah. They spent money maybe they didn't have on, right? Yes. Um, and so I think we got to be careful with that sort of with propagating that sort of a narrative, maybe. Um, I agree. because it could come around and be a bad thing in the end. They go, Hey, you snake oil salesman, right? <laughs> you told me this was gonna happen. I run out right. and spent this money. Now I've got this, prices have gone down right on these i mean how many people bought ar-15s for example post sandy hook 2013 ish right right bought during that time and paid fifteen hundred dollars for a five hundred dollar one right and a few years later it was wasted money they literally wasted a thousand dollars and that can leave a bad taste in in people's mouths so we got to be really careful sometimes just them having enough to be able as you say to yeah. defend themselves with if they need to or hunt right. with or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. right? Sure. whatever purpose, whatever purpose is at hand. Right. Um, As long as they've got those bases covered, that's fine. Would I like them to own a, an arsenal of 18,000 different firearms? Sure. <laughs> I wished everybody had that. That would be amazing. You well. know, but you know, there are people that, you know, this if you think about it there are people that collect all kinds of things right yes that's just that's just not their mentality they don't have it it's like kitchen knives some people they have dozens and dozens of kitchen knives because they're just into that they're into cooking and they're into that there's like three in my drawer in there in the kitchen i could care less as <laughs> long as it cuts as long as it cuts my pork chop and my whatever else it might be i'm good
1: exactly and i you know you use to support what you're saying i think that We should already have practiced in our in possession of those weapons already. You know what I mean? To to go and just buy it haphazardly and then it just sits in your, you know, your underneath your bed or wherever it might be. Um, You know, again, I'm just going to focus on the self-defense. You should have already had that weapon. So Mm -hmm. at, at minimum. Um, are you Rambo? You're going to have like four or five of them, maybe some people <laughs> on their body. Right. So yeah. to you all who do that, but be a, a a regular household person, you know, you have the bare minimum, then you should be covered. If, and if you train your spouse, you train whoever you live with, you, you're training your, your kids, you know, everyone should be armed up in that way. And that should be your baseline. Anything else? again, is, you? I don't know, once you get that weapon, are you training with it? Like, you have those four weapons, but, like, how do you know how to shoot it? So right. there's other layers to going out and purchasing a whole bunch of weapons.
0: Well, training, practice is this, is along the same lines. Um, you know, I'll take it to, I'll take it to Fuddville here for a second. And okay. you know, let's <laughs> say you go out, let's say you go out and you buy that new shotgun because yeah. it's like, hey, I'm going to go out in the back field and i'm going to shoot trap and it's we're going to all have fun and it's going to be cool shooting clays right and you buy it and you go out there and you shoot clays about twice a year yeah um and you don't hit anything why because you haven't practiced is it going to be fun it's not going to be fun you know and so that's one of the things and i and i kind of want to queen hornet's got a comment i've got marked out there we'll get to that in just a second so be patient Mm but um it kind of goes down that line talking about you know, when, when we reach out to people, if people ask us questions about, hey, I'm curious about farm ownership and, hey, I want to, you know, can you maybe show me some things? Do you mind? That sort of thing um, that comes from, you know, years of, you know, youth shooting sports coaching for me is one of the things you got to do is you got to make it fun for them. Yes. You, you said shooting was fun. We started off this podcast. You saying it was fun. Yes. That's key. We, yeah. If they're interested, we need to make it fun right we could talk about the rights and we could talk about all the bad stuff with self-defense so we could get let's just make it fun first mm-hmm. let's just make it fun right and getting rounds on target whether that's a shotgun a rifle a pistol a bow or whatever getting rounds on target is fun right right there's nothing fun about missing <laughs> so um so you know the the quicker that you can do that and then It's still in people that you have to, this is a perishable skill, right? If you don't, if you don't do it often, if you don't go out and shoot often and, and do those dry fire drills and other things often, you're going to get rusty and you do not want to be rusty again for that self-defense situation. Just like you don't want to be rusty when you're going out and spending $10 for a box of clays and then you got to, you know, buy a $30 box of shotgun shells or whatever. In my example, you're spending money. And yep. you want to have fun, and again, you're not gonna have fun if you don't hit some targets. You wanna feel like you're accomplishing something going out and correct. Yes. yes. Exactly. But exactly.
1: practicing, you know, is critical.
0: So the one that we've got uh, out yeah. there from Queen Hornet. Okay. Here we go. Uh says to draw more women, encourage teenage girls to learn the basics so they're better prepared. I grew up around guns, but I didn't didn't learn how to shoot um and so yeah there was and sadly I think it's Wayne so I talked about youth shooting sports when I was in that there was a tremendous surge of teenage girls in shooting okay. sports it was it was insane we're talking five to one on the boys or something I mean it was it was crazy
1: way to go um
0: yeah i don't think it's kept up that pace now part of the reason i don't think it's kept up that pace is we've gotten into uh the the pandemic so for two years shooting sports almost died out altogether because nobody could get together in a crowd and blah 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 right for sure
1: um
0: so it's going to be interesting to see what what comes around um but as far as reaching out you know you were talking about you know having things in common i think it's great when you say well I look like them right they think that I look like them and, and whatever the they I, I, they, I, they identify right
1: yes all things
0: so what other what other perks can you see to maybe other people out there I know we've got Santee out there uh, and we've got we've got several other women that are that are kind of in the game of course so what would you say as far as some things that women that are firearm owners what are some things that you guys can do. Women are already coming on in droves, but to make that even more so, do you think there's some more things besides just being relatable? Do you think right. there's some other things that you guys can do you or know, that I we th- can do or that the guys can do to help with that? Yeah. I'll, I'll take exactly. that. I'll take that criticism.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I think we're so used to, um you got to conceal and protect and not show that you have a weapon, but having the conversation with your friend. Um, I actually went last year, I went to like a girl's get together, um, and at her house, um, it was at night and I don't really like going out at night, but I went out to her house and I had my, um, I have my SIG, uh, P36- P365 on me. And, um, she found out, I don't know what we're talking about, but she's like, oh my gosh, you, you have a weapon, you have a weapon here. <laughs> I'm like, and she looked at me with such like. I would say horror, horror. I would, and I kind of took offense to it. I was like, "What do you mean? Yes, I'm caring. And she's like, "Why do you have that?" I'm like, "What do you mean? Why do I have that?" And she's like, "I didn't think you would do that." And I'm thinking, "Do what?" <laughs> She right. Protect yeah. myself. I'm in the, you know, unknown right. area. I'm in a, a an area I've never been in before. It's nighttime. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably leave mm-hmm. hours later. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have that on me. But she would looked at me like I had three heads. Mm-hmm. And I think well. it did change her thought of me. Like, oh wow, okay. Right. She was like, Are you gonna hurt me? That that's the feeling I got. <laughs> Are you gonna hurt me now?
0: Like now I'm really offended. <laughs> it's like oh my really right. Right. She's
1: like, why do you have that here at ah, my house? That's the kind of like what I was yeah. what I got from it. And, I don't know.
0: I would have go ahead, yeah. go ahead, finish, finish up.
1: Oh I no, it just that having those kind of conversations, she did not yeah. know, and she would not have thought, but I want to be, I am just like you. And right. I have this, so that's right. you know having those conversations. We want to conceal, we want to prefer hide, but you know, talking, you know, with my mom. My mom, she hasn't pulled the trigger yet, but she will. Mm-hmm. Her, me, know her, knowing that I have a weapon, it makes her comfortable to go and get one now.
0: Right. I would have been. Um, language is a big thing for me. Using the appropriate language, I think, at the appropriate time. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not going to pick on you for this, but you've said "weapon" a lot. So myself okay. in that situation
1: Which and i
0: would have been and i would have been a little bit of a i would i'm gonna mansplain it to you and that's probably the number one oh, problem, guys, okay. that's probably the number one problem guys have with trying to bring on women into the firearm thing we mansplain too much right <laughs> but i'm just saying what what i would have probably done and yes. we're talking you know i would have probably first said when she said you've got a weapon i'd be like no i've got a firearm And he'd be like, "Well, what's the difference? Well, until I have to use it, yes, it's not a weapon. Okay, okay. Okay. Now, at what point I have to use it? If I did not have this firearm, and something happened where I would need to use it, what would you do? Well, I would call the cops. Why? Because they have guns,
1: right? Okay. You see what I'm saying? That's
0: a path I would have probably went down. It's trying to do. But that's a guy thing, right? That's a logical. I don't know if that works with women.
1: <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, is that the is that the way it is? Like, and until you really have to use it, it is that yeah. for firearm. Okay, okay. Because yeah. people are be scared.
0: Way. People are scared of firearms unless yeah. the cops are showing up with them, and it's like, so you don't have. So you fundamentally you have no problem with the firearm. Right. right. If you're OK with a cop showing up and saving True. you with a firearm, then fundamentally you have no problem. You just have a problem with me having one for some. Yes. Reason. Yes. So let's, let's attack that. Right. Let's talk about that issue. Why do you have a problem with me having one? <laughs> I know. People want to people want to pass it off that, oh, I'm just anti-gun. Right. And they want to leave it at that. Like, I'm just anti-gun. And it's like, eh, not so I much. Think-
1: Yeah. People (laughs) believe, relatives that I know included, that you don't need a weapon. That's what the police are for. And that is what I got gathered from her. Like, you shouldn't have that because you're not allowed or you shouldn't have that ability to carry.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow, tinting, mm. tinting out there. She says, uh, same type of question I get when a, another female finds out that yes. I carry. So, like,
1: what? She, like, so, she plus yeah. two pearls. Like, oh my, oh my God. <laughs>
0: right? Right? The pearls she wouldn't have if somebody tried to rob her if you weren't exactly. there with the fire. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, We've got, uh, Mr. Roboto out there, uh, says, uh, talking to both of us says, do you have a regular group that gets together, uh, not only at the range, but for other fun. So is there a group that, uh, you guys kind of hang out and shoot and talk guns and do other things or.
1: You know, I'm a nomad. I like to roam alone, but I do (laughs) like to, uh,
0: (laughs) right. Area. I
1: do pop into different types of groups and if, if they'll have me as a, a, a non-member, you know, just to join and participate in what they're doing. Right. Um, yeah. But I don't just I, I don't belong to any other groups. When I go shooting typically, typically I go with my, my guy and that's it. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the same. I, as far as in any type of a group, um, it's been a while. I mean, once upon a time, that was a very regular thing. Um, yeah. For me now, it's like if there's a you know, range, media range event of some kind, obviously, yes. you know, I'm around some other folks and we're having fun and doing things. Yes. Uh, but I'm a little special. Uh, at least that's what <laughs> my mom always told me. She always told me I was special. Right. Um, but um, I've got land. I've got a range at the house. Like yeah. I, I shot. Three hundred rounds total today of stuff. Um, I, could, I could go at it any time, and I don't say that to, to gloat. Well, actually, I do a little bit, I would. but I say that to say that I, you know, I I don't have to. I can walk out times. the door right and just do it. it it's I, can't it's wait. I don't have to schedule a range day. And like you were talking about, is the range is there are open slot, is there's an open bay, is there's That's this. It. It's super casual. It's like, oh, I got ten minutes. on, huh? let me go outside and shoot some stuff. I mean, it's really right. that simple.
1: Yeah, I I look forward to that. That is actually when I retire. Um, that is something that I want to have. I want to have property where I can go out and shoot freely um, and do those types of things because it is, it, I'll, I'm learning a skill, but it is really enjoyable and it is a stress reliever. Like you can, you know, you got to focus when you're out there. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you want to hit anything that you have to. True. Uh, yes. So, and a lot of people don't realize that that's one of the things that I realized, again, i fall back into the, the youth shooting sports thing and you get these realizations, but I would have kids come in with, uh, with a, you know, diagnosed with ADD, ADHD or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into whether I think that's just boys being boys nowadays, or, <laughs> or it's actually a, 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 a diagnosable thing, but, yeah. um, anyway, they were diagnosed with it for whatever reason. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I've seen kids come into the program, and it takes a while working with them, right? First of all, you got to make them understand the respects that it is a firearm, right? We handle it a certain way. Safety, you've got all of these elements in play. Mm -hmm. And once they start focusing on those things, before you know it, like what what ADHD right like right. they're not bouncing all over the place they're not you know they may okay. once they get up off the firing line and they go off over there to play or whatever but right. when they come to that firing line they zone in they understand mm-hmm. the brevity of it I guess you could say sure um and so that's really good practice uh you're right not only is it is it stress relief it it gets you away for in in some mm-hmm. cases can put you in a happy place right because yes. you're Nothing in the world exists, but you and that target. Right. Um, And Mm -hmm. that could translate over into other parts of life. Maybe with being able to focus, you may train your mind, right. If you have this problem with, with focusing on things, becoming a, becoming a really good shot, (laughs) you know, uh, being able to get into that zone and be a really good shot might train your brain to be able to do that. Type of focus in other areas, be that you know work or another hobby or whatever it That's might right.
1: be. Right. And I think when I was shooting for fun in the beginning, and I still do that. Like I'll just go and just shoot, just to shoot. But I try to sometimes have a, a plan, like working on particular drills, whatever right. I want to work on, so that it is. Although I can, you know, spend hours at the outdoor range, I, I want to work on something to improve. It could be right you know, trigger finger. It could be you know, get doing. My eyes are are just getting bad. Now I'm getting old, but trying to focus on a particular drill, um, helps me so that the next time I go out, did I improve, or improve upon the skill, you know, mm-hmm. um, and ammo's not cheap. So I, I, I do like True. shooting a lot, but I want to be a little bit more deliberate now, um, and intentional with certain visits that I have not all the time, but right. I'm there for a purpose
0: ammo has never been cheap right just yeah. just keep that in mind folks i don't okay. i know people like to complain now but it's like ammo's never been cheap it's like <laughs> ammo's never been one of those things you go to the store buy and you just bang 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 and then you go buy another box and you you always cringe like every shot with ammo always my entire life it's like bam oh it's like damn <laughs> and for me that's where you make every shot count right it's like you know, not only am I gonna you know have a have a purpose or an intent to the shots fired, but yes. I'm gonna try to be as accurate as possible with them as well.
1: Exactly. I know the last time I went shooting, um, I went there. I, I usually buy my um, ammo in advance, but I got I was just having a great time. So I went and bought like three times the price for another box. I think I bought two. Um don't do that. You know, try to ah, you know, stay within your means because right. it gets expensive. I mean, it's it, I like you said, but you know, it's never been, but when you go to the store, you're just buying, it's best to have everything you need in advance. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And it's not a bad idea. If you, you know, it all comes down to not overextending, yes. you know, and we had this a couple of weeks ago, we were talking with New York prepper and this was part of the whole <laughs> prepping thing. It's like, you know, if you've got the money, and you go into the store and you're shopping or you're whatever. And you're like, hey, I need a box of ammo, right? right. Pick up two. If you've sure. got the money, pick sure. up two. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same way with green beans or spaghetti or whatever. It's like, <laughs> you know, buy two because you know, one is none. Two is one. That's what they, is what they say. And so, the the and day. then for the, and then for the next outing, you don't have to worry about it. Right. You, you plan that trip, you do all these things Well, you've got that ammo there. Load up your range bag, throw it in the car, meet the meet your friends at the range, and you're good to go. Right. You don't have to go find ammo or do mm-hmm. anything like that. So it takes a little bit of that stress off, right? A little bit of that edge. Oh, can I find ammo? Oh, is it available? It, you know, whatever. Exactly. Uh, how expensive is it? Yeah. Um, OG Tank out there. Uh, we got to wind things down here in a minute. But says I've learned working, <laughs> uh, with uh, with them that women typically have a different why on what drives their gun ownership and use. Yes. Uh, I would totally agree with that, Tank. I
1: agree.
0: Um, Females are typically, typically more emotional and like historical experience.
1: We want to ask a lot of questions
0: and understand.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then
0: (laughs) guys are like more analytical with it
1: tactical, simple,
0: black and white. Yes. Right. Yeah. So not nearly, not nearly as nuanced, but you know, Hey, that's what makes the world go around. Um, and so that's, that's what, when you're crossing over, I think that's the biggest thing is just realizing that, you know, whether, whether it's a, it's a guy talking to a gal, gal talking to a guy, whether you're talking lifelong firearm or the new firearm or, you know, whatever it might be, liberal gun owner versus a conservative gun owner sure. you know i think it's one of the things where you just got to find that common language right yeah. and and don't get frustrated until you find out that common way to communicate um uh, and agree. i think that's a big deal which requires patience which is another virtue that we didn't talk about but uh if you ever plan on learning anything the first thing you better learn is patience
1: there's so much to learn and be receptive to it you know be receptive right. to the information. There's so much. Um, I learn from everyone. That's why I live with the channel. I mean, people share things all the time. I take all of that and appreciate it. When it's pleasant, I take it in. <laughs> right.
0: Well, um, tro- trolls are going to be trolls. So, yes. you know, uh, I don't like your face. Well, there's not a whole lot I can do. I appreciate the comment, but there's not a whole lot I can do about that. So, right. Right. You know, I don't like the way you talk, or I don't just like, I can't do anything about that. Sorry, you know,
1: all the positive overshadows all of
0: that. So, yeah, yeah, those, those, those few comments that you do get because the vast majority of comments, and I'm not picking all the folks out there listening to this live replay, whatever you know what I'm talking about. It's like, hey, great video, or really enjoy this, or whatever. And those comments are great, I like those comments, but the comments I really like are the really the explanations of how that video helped them in some way. Right. Yes. It's like, this was a great video. I had this question about blah, blah, blah. And you answered all of that here and Mary. And I like, you know, whatever, that's what I like is like, yep. you have helped me, you know, because that's the ultimate goal. I think for mm-hmm. most of the people, whether you're doing gun reviews or whether you're documenting, uh, which is more I think what you're doing, documenting your journey as a fire owner. Um, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um uh, there's so there's something to be learned. And so yeah. it's really great when uh people respond and say, Hey, this helped just helped me out. Um it makes that's,
1: my
0: day. that's what keeps us going. One of those is worth a thousand of the other I hate your face comments, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we are to we got to close this one out. We gotta get out of here. So I'm going to give you a couple of minutes. Uh, Folks that want to follow you, find you, follow you, not stalk you, hopefully. uh, Where can they do that?
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Um, You can find me on YouTube and Instagram. Same names, uh, She Fires. I appreciate it. I do have a website, SheFires.com. So if you have any questions, reach out to me. And it was awesome. I couldn't read all the chats, but I appreciate everyone for being here.
0: We never can get to all the chats unfortunately, but you know, that's, that's okay. It is what it is. And and hopefully all of you out there understood it. If you've lasted what an hour and six minutes or so now in the replay world, something may be wrong with you, but we appreciate you like sticking around that long for those that stayed live, that jumped in. uh, We love you guys too. Remember you can always participate in the comments below, wherever you're at. Thanks to the Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members. Remember we're powered by trailblazer. Don't forget those guys. Firearms radio network. You know the uh, drill uh, We've got two scheduled for next week And I can't remember now who they are So just check the channel page It's going to be all there uh, And until next time don't forget to chain fire freedom We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel Members who keep these podcasts Going if you're looking for cool Stickers patches And other gear be sure to check out Clovertac.com Thank you for tuning into this episode of the CloverTac Podcast.